When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pickle Park. A new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. To the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the, rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 200 and what are we? 225 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. Padres and the Dodgers later tonight. Three game series. Yes, the division, it's out of hand already. Dodgers have the division. We already know that. Uh, But the Padres, they have a chance to uh, not just win games, you know, to keep that technically four-game lead on that final wildcard spot in front of the Brewers. But they also have a chance to win some games here in this series. To If they win this series, they can have more confidence. I think it'll be a confidence booster. Um, I think it'll – I don't know how much it'll affect the players. Uh, I think the players, even if they do lose this series against the Dodgers, they will probably say, you know what? Some things happened in this series. We'll still believe in this team. Uh, come October if we have to play him again. But for the fans, we're going to see here, let's say if, if they get swept, they'll be 2-11 and 11 against the Dodgers this series, this season. You know, um, Sorry, I'm not going to be too confident with that, right? Let's say they lose two out of three. It'll be better, but, that, but they'll still be 3-10 and, ten, and ten against the Dodgers this season. If they win the series, I know that's still not great. They'll still be, what, 4-9 and nine against the Dodgers so far this season? But 
it's not so much about their record against the Dodgers this season with this series, but for us fans, if they can take two out of three here, I think it's a confidence booster. It's like, okay, this is this was a huge series for us this season. Not only did we win a couple games um, in a series that we weren't expected to win because they're not expected to win this series against the Dodgers, but they're also, um, you know, for us as fans, we're going to be saying, hey, they beat him in the regular season at Dodger Stadium. Joe Musgrove wasn't pitching in this series. Like, I know we got swept last time at Dodger Stadium, but hey, we can go beat this team in the postseason, regardless of where it is. I think that could be a confidence booster. Maybe that's what we'll probably be telling ourselves, right, after this series if the Padres can take two out of three. But that's later tonight. I did want to do this episode to do uh, an update on the National League MVP race. Um, also talk a little bit about the Padres bringing up Matt Beatty and Reese Kinnear called up as the 27th and 28th guys on the Padres roster. It's the month of September now, so rosters have expanded from 26 guys to 28. Uh, it used to be to like 40 or something. Like the clubhouses were jam-packed, uh, but they thankfully stopped that because um, there's no need to do that. Um, it's just too many guys in a dugout at once. Um, but with Matt Beatty, Reese Kinnear, we'll start with that and we'll get to the MVP update conversation. Manny, is he a finalist? Is he on pace to be a finalist? Uh, I think so, uh, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Matt Beatty. So I was not expecting him to be called up as one of the two extra guys on this team. Uh, there were probably some fans that forgot that Matt Beatty was even on the roster, right? Um, he's not going to play a whole lot, right? It's not a move to like get upset about, I don't think. Like, dang, Matt Beatty? Why did we go with Matt Beatty when we could have gone with, I don't know, uh, Cam Gallagher, that catcher, right, that they acquired in that Brent Rooker trade. Or, dang, why'd we go with Matt Beatty? We should have went with Taylor Callway or something, you know? I know some people don't know that name, but he's an outfielder um, in AAA with El Paso. Like, it's not a move to be like, man, uh, we should have brought someone else up. I mean, you could make the argument for Cam Gallagher and all that, but I like the way that Campy looked uh, catching Musgrove the other day, and he's the backup catcher. Uh, he drove in a run that game. So him and Nola, those guys are catching. If, let's say it didn't go well with Camposano last game, then maybe the Padres would have thought about bringing Cam Gallagher up. With Matt Beatty, I think he would be like a, you know, a lefty bat off the bench, someone who could come in late in games, I guess. I mean, I don't think he has great defense or he would be like this defensive replacement. But... Maybe you want a Zokar to pinch run one game and you don't want to use him at the plate. You know, uh, Zokar's a righty. You want a lefty up at the plate, you can pinch run a Zokar. Maybe stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's nothing to go on for 30 minutes about, but I just wanted to mention that. I'll probably mention that more on the pregame show later today uh, when the lineups come out, so stay tuned for that here on YouTube. And then Reese Kinnear called up. He's already been up a couple times with the Padres this year. I was just checking out how he's been doing um, in the minor leagues. He was sent down near the beginning of last month in August after that game against the Rockies on August 2nd, where he went three and two-thirds innings, gave up two runs, moved him to AAA, sent him down. And since then, he's allowed, um, I think, 
He's allowed nine runs in five appearances. His last appearance was against the Dodgers AAA team, Oklahoma City, on August 27th. He went only three innings, allowing four runs. Um, walked two guys. I'm not going to take too much from his minor league outings. Uh, the Padres believe in him. He's already been up here multiple times this year. He's coming up to probably be that last man. Well, yeah, to be the last man in the bullpen. Um, what I am interested with Kinnear is what do they do with him? Um, you know, he hasn't pitched in, you know, four days or whatever. So are they just not going to pitch him tonight so that they could have him ready for tomorrow? What if Shamanaya struggles out of the gate? They want to have a shorter leash on him. You could bring in Kinnear for a few innings uh, after Manaya to kind of be the bridge. Because um, Manaya's a lefty. Kinnear's a righty. So maybe you want to first time through the lineup, go with Manaya, or first two times, and then the third time you go with Kinnear. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm interested to see how the Padres use Kinnear. But those were the two moves. I wasn't surprised with Kinnear coming up. I figured that it would be him or someone like Jose Castillo. Um, but Beatty, I was a little surprised. I was thinking it would be more like Cam Gallagher. You couldn't, for anyone that was like, man, it should have been Castillo and Kinnear or something like that. Well, you can't have two guys be brought up uh, or two pitchers be brought up. That's what I meant to say. It has to be at least one position player. They could have brought two position players up if they wanted to go Gallagher and Beatty, but it can only be one pitcher because that they don't want too many pitchers like on the staff, you know, where guys are just sitting there uh, in the bullpen, not being used, that sort of thing. Uh, they want to limit the amount of pitchers on the roster. So that's the rules there. Um, all right, let's get to the MVP race. Um, hold on one second. I lied real quick. But right before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Gaglion Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. They'll be open at Snapdragon Stadium this Saturday, tomorrow, against Arizona. Uh, first official game at Snapdragon Stadium. I believe they're on the east side of the stadium, so you can check them out there. Um, also at Petco Park, cheesesteaks, garlic fries, cheesesteak fries. Uh, they're great. Um, also on Friars Road, that is their main location uh so i encourage you to check them out um they'll also i assume they'll be open for the san diego wave games by the way shout out to the waves uh they have sold out that september 17th game against angel city fc that first wave home game at snapdragon i'll be there uh can't wait for that that's that's the waiver going places you know first place i know this is a padres podcast i don't have a wave show or anything so I just wanted to give a quick shout out to them. I know they've been really trying. Um, I think it was last week they announced that there were going to be like 27,000 uh, plus people there, which would have already, that was the most tickets sold in NWSL history. Uh, but now it's going to be over 32,000 people, I believe. And so sell out at Snapdragon on September 17th. And it's going to be the most people to ever attend a NWSL game in the league's history. So that's absolutely huge. And the Wave hopefully will be in first place still uh, on September 17th. They've got a match against the Washington Spirit on September 10th uh, on the road. So we'll see. They've got a tremendous team, and so I can't wait to be at that game. But getting to uh, the main topic here, MVP race. Feels like it's, gonna, it's between Manny 
Goldschmidt, and Arenado, right? You could slide Mookie Betts in there, and I'll talk about him in a little bit too. Uh, but these are all their stats through September 1st. Obviously, we still have a lot of time to go. You know, Manny could get hurt. Obviously, you hope that doesn't happen, right? Uh, Goldie could get hurt. Arenado could get hurt. Betts could get hurt. Injuries happen. Um, they could get hit with the ball and be out for a couple days. They could all go into slumps. Um, you know, that's just baseball. But I did want to give a quick update and how things are trending. And I, I guess the old, you know, sports talk argument if or question, if the season ended today, who'd be the National League MVP? It would probably be Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you can make the case for Arenado. I, I mean, Padre fans like myself, I want to make a case for Manny. Um, he's definitely the Padres MVP. There's no data, no doubt about that. Uh, but when you do compare the numbers, and I tried to take the main numbers like that matter, I also included some numbers like high leverage situations and stats with runners in scoring position and errors. Um, when you take those all into account, it does seem like Goldie and Arenado had the edge over Manny. But again, that doesn't matter right now because the MVP isn't decided right now. The MVP is decided at the end of the season, right? And so Manny still has time. Uh, but let's go through the numbers here. So F4, Nolan Arenado edges out Goldie and Machado. Arenado's F4 is 7. This is through September 1st, so through yesterday. Goldie is 6-7, Paul Goldschmidt. Manny Machado's is 6.1. So that, that's a slim margin between Manny and Goldie in terms of F war. Machado, by the way, 121 games played. Paul Goldschmidt, 124 games played. Nolan Arenado, 121 games played. So Manny and Arenado have the same amount. Goldie has three more. Uh, average. Goldie has edged Arenado and Machado in that. Goldie has a 322 average. Arenado is 307. Machado is 306. Home runs. Goldie is, has 33. Arenado has 28. Manny has 24. Goldie has played more games than both of them. OPS plus. So league average OPS plus is 100. So anything above that, you're above league average. Uh, obviously, to be in the MVP conversation, your OPS plus is going to be above league average. Um, Paul Goldschmidt is kind of blowing out Arenado and Manny in that category, 195. Arenado's is 167, and Manny's is 161. So Manny's pretty much third in this conversation among those three. I'm not really including Mookie into this conversation, and I'll tell you why when I'm done with these stats. Um, RBIs. Goldie has 105. Arenado, 89. Manny, 85. So, again, Manny and, Air, and uh, Nolan, they are really, really close in pretty much all these categories. Uh, runners in scoring position. There's stats with runners in scoring position. Um, Goldschmidt, a 1,070 OPS with uh, runners in scoring position. He has 61 runs driven in. Nolan Arenado has a 888 OPS, which is actually third between Goldie, him, and Manny with runners in scoring position, 53 RBIs. Manny has a 1,033 OPS uh, with 58 runs driven in with runners in scoring position. And remember, this is Manny driving in these runs uh, when it's probably guys like Profar and Hassan Kim on base, right? Uh, maybe Jake Cronenworth, you know. 
he hasn't, he hasn't had Tatis all year. He, he's had Soto for how long? Like a month, right? Nolan has had Arenado. Or excuse me. Nolan has had Arenado. Nolan has had Goldie for the whole year. Goldie's had Arenado for the whole year. Um, errors, defensive errors. Goldie only has one. He's been tremendous, according to baseball reference. Uh, Arenado has nine. Manny has ten. So in terms of the gold glove conversation, this is another conversation. Uh, I haven't looked at the defensive run saves or anything. Um, that's probably best for the end of the year, too. This probably is best. All of this is probably best for the end of the year. But I did want to give an update, and I think it's an intriguing conversation. Obviously, a lot of the focus is on the American League, right, with Otani against Judge. Otani can pitch. He can hit. Uh, you know, he just hit his 30th home run the other night. But then you got him on a losing team. And when you're talking about most valuable, well, if he was on, if he wasn't on the team, they'd still be in last place in their division. You look at Aaron Judge; he's got what 50, 50 plus home runs. Um, he's clearly the leader in WAR uh, in baseball in F WAR, I believe. When I was looking on Fangraphs earlier this morning, he's playing every day. He's playing some center field for the Yankees, and the Yankees are sliding right now. But Aaron Judge continues to hit, while pretty much the rest of the team isn't. Um, so you talk about valuable, you can make a case for Aaron Judge over Otani. A lot of the conversation is on that American League side. I do want to bring a little bit of conversation to this National League side because obviously it involves our guy, Manny Machado. Um, so in errors, you know, 10 to 9 with Manny and Arenado, like, there it goes. Everyone, you know, everyone wants to glorify Nolan as so much better than Manny. That's what it feels like. Uh, people on MLB Network, they'll probably say that they don't try to do that. But, you know, it feels like MLB on their, like, Twitter accounts and all that, whenever Nolan makes a play, he leaves his feet for a play. Oh, my God, Nolan Arenado. When Manny makes that play, because he's he just makes things look a lot easier than Nolan does. You know, he'll, he'll just go get run, catch the ball on a ground ball down the line, and he'll just casually sling it over to first base because he has an amazing arm. Some accounts aren't going to tweet that because, oh, he didn't leave his feet in, go dive for it, and then get up and throw. Like, I don't want to totally knock Nolan, but if you watch Manny every day, that gap between Nolan and Manny, it's not big at all. Even if there, I don't even know if there is a gap. Uh, maybe this year in their numbers, you could say there is, but overall, I don't know if there is a gap, to be honest. Uh, maybe that's a little bias coming from my side of things, but I watch Manny every day. Um, so Goldie looking on these numbers between him, Manny and Arenado, Goldie's the MVP right now. I think, um, leader in war, you know, average home runs, OPS plus by a lot. Uh, runs driven in, a lot of it. You know, he's been really, really good on defense, it seems like. He seems like the MVP. Cardinals are winning their division, uh, even if, even though if they'd be in the National League West or something, they wouldn't be winning their division. They'd be a wild card team. But they get to play the Pirates and the Reds all the time. Anyway, the Padres do get to play the Diamondbacks and Rockies, but those, guys, those teams are better than Reds, Pirates, and, you know, Cubs, right? I think. And the Padres just can't seem to beat the Rockies, you know, at Coors Field. So parts of that, part of that is the Padres' fault. But um, 
the Cardinals do face easier schedules. I think they face easier pitching. That's just me, um, but that's what I think. So I'd probably go right now, Goldschmidt one. By the numbers, probably Nolan two. But I, I can make a very, very strong argument for Manny over Nolan. And in fact, yeah, I'll put Manny two. Um, yeah, call me biased. I don't care. I'll put Manny two over Nolan. Here's the thing. Where are the Cardinals if they had a normal third baseman on their team? Are they still winning their division? Maybe. They, I think they'd still be a playoff team. If you take Manny Machado off of the San Diego Padres from this year, where are the Padres? And instead you have, who would it be? Would it be Hassan Kim at shortstop? And you have Cronoworth at short. And you had Abrams starting pretty much every game before he got traded. Or you had Eggy Rosario come up. Like, if Manny's not on this team, where are the Padres? They're not in the postseason right now. They're not in a playoff spot right now. I'll tell you that. I think that's pretty obvious. So in terms of MVP, most valuable player, I think Manny's the most valuable player over Nolan Arenado. I think Goldie has the MVP overall, but if we're looking at Manny and Nolan, this year I'm saying Manny. The guy, we thought he might be out for the year. Some people did when he had that injury at Coors Field earlier this year. He missed nine games, nine days, whatever it was. Like, this guy is on the field every day, and I know no one is too. But that type of sacrifice, the out, didn't he say he spent like 14 hours massaging and stretching and trying to rehab that ankle? You know, they get swept by the Dodgers, and he says, no, we're not worried. I'm effing Manny Machado. And then he goes out and has an August for the ages. I mean, look at Manny's August. Let me pull these numbers up. He had almost two wins. He was worth almost two wins above replacement in, on fan graphs in August, 1.9. He hit 342 in, our, uh, uh, in August. His OPS, 1,011. He played 29 games in August. He drove in 28 runs. That's almost a, an RBI a game. Six bombs. I mean, where are the Padres... The Padres struggled in August with Manny doing that. Imagine if they didn't have Manny on the team. What would have their record been? I don't know, but it would not have been as good as it was, I'll tell you that. Without Manny, they, they would not be in the postseason right now. If you took Nolan off of the Cardinals and you had Goldschmidt having this MVP year, I think the Cardinals would at least be hanging around in the postseason picture, I think. They're in a worse division. Uh, what are they up? Let me check the standings. What are they up on Milwaukee right now? I think they have a pretty good lead on Milwaukee for the division. Sorry, my internet's not loading here. So when I go down to the NL, they have a six and a half game lead on Milwaukee. And Nolan, according to F4, is worth those six and a half, seven games. So even if you take that you take no one off the team this year. They're still, you know, I know this isn't how it totally works, but I'm just using math. Okay. The Cardinals are right there with the Brewers for the division, still, without Nolan. 
The Padres, with Manny performing this well, they're trying to hold on to this playoff spot. They're four games up on Milwaukee for this postseason playoff spot. 73-59 and 59, heading into this Dodgers series. A plus 45 run differential. Manny's driven in 85 runs this year. You take that off with the struggle some of the pitching staffs had, with the offense, even with Manny on the team sometimes, they're not in a they're not in a playoff spot, I don't think. That has MVP all written over it. Um over Arenado. Again, I'm I think Goldie's the MVP over Manny, but I'll put Manny over Nolan. Cardinals fans, they could probably make this they can make uh another argument for Arenado over Manny. I don't watch every Cardinals game. But I think I have a pretty strong argument to have Manny over Nolan. Give me your thoughts here in the comments. I see Michael and Brisk here talking about Manny's defense, making it look so easy. I agree. Manny only has one more air than Nolan, um, and I don't remember every air Manny's made this year, but maybe some, maybe a couple were on the road and they maybe weren't errors. They were just given errors, you know? Who knows? Um, could be the same thing with Nolan. I'm not saying that doesn't happen to Nolan either. Um, and then with Mookie Betts, you know, Dodger fans will probably be like, oh, Mookie should be an MVP finalist over Manny, or he should be an MVP finalist over Arenado. Relax. Um, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, right? I think they are. Yeah, 90 wins. They already have 90 wins. They're 90 and 40, okay? You take, we're going to the most valuable player, right? Not the best player, most valuable player. You take Mookie off from the Dodgers, they're still winning the division, okay? They still have, they have a, what, 18-game lead or something on us for the division? I know Dodger fans love to say that. Whenever we get excited about anything, we're excited to be in a postseason spot. They just pull up the standings. Oh, we have an 18-game lead on, on the Padres. I understand. You're a better team than the Padres are. We get it. Uh, but yeah. My point is, they have an 18-game lead on the Padres with Manny on this team. You know, you take Mookie off the Dodgers, they're still winning the division. So I, I think that throws MVP right out the window for them, or for Mookie. Um, he has a 6-3 F4, which is slightly better than Manny. Um, he's played in 112 games. That's not... Um, how many? Yeah, that's not really close to Goldie, Arenado, or Manny. How many games they've played? And I'm sorry, the award is the most valuable player. Uh, usually it's the best player, but if the award is the most valuable player, then that's what you should be judging it on the most valuable to their team. Um, so I don't think Mookie is an MVP finalist. And Part of that, yeah, part of that probably is, at least on pace, you know, that a lot of things could change. This is just an MVP race update, how players are doing. Obviously, we still have a month plus to go before the end of the season. But part of the reason why Mookie's not an MVP finalist is how many talented players he has around him. I mean, you have Freddie Freeman, you have Will Smith, you have... Uh, Trey Turner, that's who it was. Sorry, I was thinking Justin. He hasn't been doing great. By the way, he looks stupid for that comment that he made about Mason Wynn, that Cardinals prospect, throwing 100 at the Futures game, and he was complaining about it. Like, just throw it across the diamond. Get the guy by a step. 
And that Cardinals inferior prospect that he's talking about has like barely any errors this year. Like he knows what he's doing. That just made no sense. And then against the Marlins a couple days later, he goes and lobs a ball over to first and he doesn't get the runner. He throws it like three feet to the right of Freddie Freeman. Like, come on, dude. Anyway, Mookie's got a tremendous team around him. Um, they're the best team in the league. Tons and tons of talent. I mean, they went and got Joey Gallo from the Yankees, who sucked with the Yankees. And now he is starting some games for them, right? I mean, holy cow. You know, you could go all the way down the lineup. Uh, Austin Barnes uh, as the backup catcher. He's one of the best. He's probably, he might be the best backup catcher in baseball. Now, the team is, they are a very, very deep team. And so when one player like Mookie Betts is having, a, he's having a great year still. Um, it's not the great year award. It's the most valuable player award. So I'd go with Goldschmidt one right now, Manny two, Arenado three. That's how I would go. Let me know your thoughts at Talking Friars on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I'll be back for the pregame show later today. For the podcast audience, I appreciate you uh, for tuning in. I'm also on the YouTube channel. Just look up Talking Friars and you'll find it. Uh, ben Fadden here signing off. If you want to support the channel, you can use the Super Chat button and the Super Thanks buttons. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go Padres. And let's see what they can do against the Dodgers tonight. All right, see ya.